Moving on to the fifth subject of the night, Res Politician Duties, and this is for Season 4, Episode 9, with the theme of Navajo Royalty. Now, uh, this segment is about how, instead of stealing money and not admitting to faults, reservation politicians can learn to properly conduct themselves using the types of professionalisms left by the royal families of England. Well, pretty much the royal queen. Um, so, as far as res politician duties go, if we could start a new group of veterans, not veterans, <laughs> of politicians, uh, to kind of let them know how to greet themselves, how to eat properly, just kind of know that, you know, their image in, in nowadays Navajo society is just like a big old judgment factor that they got to be aware of and use to their advantage. Because as much as people say, oh, you know, you can't judge a book by its cover and only Jod, Jod, <laughs> only God can judge me and all this other crazy sayings. Those are just sayings, you know, those are just words, but Deep down, when you look at other Navajos, they really look at each other. And they're, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's not just us. It's other tribes, Apaches, Wallapais, um, you know, uh, Hopis, and, you know, just any other tribe. But, and not, not just them, all the other races too, but I'm just more focused on us right now. But with us being more judgmental, I think, um, the way these politicians conduct themselves over there in Winderock, it, it they're like not even trying to hide their corruptness you know and i figured that if there was a, a way to put in a new crop of politicians that were dressing right eating right and just you know having the look the attire you know to to elevate their status to be more believable even though they eventually will steal money and all that, you know, that's, that's inevitable. That will happen. They will always do something crooked, evil. Um, but you know, I, I figure that if we, if they were to try to look at the way, um, miss, oh, why do I keep saying miss queen Elizabeth, the second's way of conducting things, I think that would really help out because, what little information I got off of the television, because uh, I didn't really want to over bombard myself with it and have all these facts and everything, but uh, I also don't didn't want to just kind of start doing this podcast blindly. I wanted to at least have a little bit of something to say, but Miss Elizabeth, <laughs> there I go again, Miss, why do I keep saying Miss? Queen Elizabeth II, she was known to be like a quiet lady, kind of keeping to herself, but the reports were that, you know, she had to have a script pretty much for her whole life was just a script, you know, where she would have to read off of this. And one of the interesting things I, I learned about their, their royalty, their, their monarchy and how they do things is that as royalty, they tell the politicians what they want to see. And I was like, wow, oh shit, okay, well, that's how they roll, you know, I didn't know that. So, but they would read a statement first, they would say something like, I want, you know, parliament or whatever it was, 
to do this and this is how I want them to do it. And they really would have no choice but to do it. But all that, you know, it's kind of a little tricky for me to understand because there's also um, the when they have their <laughs> they they have their uh, political, I don't know, it's like a discussion or their meetings, basically. You know, they they wore those white wigs, or was that just for the court, or was that just for Australia? I don't I don't really exactly know the whole protocol for that, but you know, the fact that the royal the royal family or the royal the head of state, the queen at you know, at that point, she would tell everybody, you know, this is how I want you to run the job. This is how I want you to do it. And the politician really has no choice but to do it like that but to get it done because like what some people say is it looks good on paper communism looks good on paper you know when you have a plan on paper it works pretty well but when you actually implement it like how i'm doing with the nonprofit, it's it's a whole different set of you know strategic moves that you got to do and you know a lot of people are like well i don't know how to do it i don't know how to do it I didn't know how to do it either, but I'm learning and the information that I learn, I try to put out there, but there's only very few people that are actually listening to what I'm saying and they are actually putting it to use. And I was like, wow, okay, that's cool. You know, I'm very grateful for those people. Those, uh, it's like two or three horn toed listeners that are actually, you know, telling me, giving me feedback and stuff like that. But and, you know, that's when I do the podcast. I'm mostly talking to those three or four people. Other than that, you know, I, I really can't, what I'm trying to say, I can't really think of it in terms of 20 or more people or 100 people, you know. It's like, realistically, um, I don't think I'll ever get those type of numbers. But, you know, for what it's worth, you know, I'm actually, I'm actually proud of the ones that are, you know, listening. So thank you, you know, for listening. But um, yeah, so my point being is that learning what I learned off of the uh, nonprofit and how to do things, I, I throw it out there. I'm using the podcast as another resource, another tool. Um, you know, yeah, some of the things I talk about are pretty stupid when it comes to like zombies and ghosts and Bigfoot and aliens and interdimensional travel, which I kind of really jacked up that segment and um but I'm I'm at least doing something you know I'm I'm trying my ass off to really bring out some content that I figure would help out for the next pandemic uh for the next uh crisis event and also to kind of help push forward anybody who has that drive that wants to try something different that wants to go into the realm of business rather than politics on the res you know and that's where I'm trying to do all that. And, um, and I did have a conversation with, uh, this veteran, uh, this past weekend for Labor Day, we're working on another veteran's fence, uh, for his, uh, sheep corral or his livestock corral, I should say. And, uh, I asked him, I said, what do you think of, uh, the stuff that I put out there on Facebook? I said, because I'm not trying to show off. I'm not trying to rub it in anybody's face. I'm just trying to show, look, this is how I got to this point. This is how I got to this, uh, part of the nonprofit where, you know, you can learn if you either contact me or, 
possibly even listen to the podcast. Anyways, so what he told me was, he goes, yeah, you know, he says you, uh, shit, I can't remember his exact words, but basically he said that it's very, you know, it's very informative. And basically is what he was telling me. And he was saying that um, there's a lot of chapters that wish that they could move as fast as we're moving with the nonprofit. And I never even really thought about that. And I was like, damn, we are moving fast, aren't we? You know, to me, I'm just looking at the next event, the next event, getting the next event, get it ready, get the catering, uh, find out, you know, what we need. And and what I'm trying to do is have the Clagato community members, but more, more, more or less the uh, the veterans step forward and get more involved with what I'm doing. So there's a sense of pride that can be restored. So that way they're motivated and they want to help out more. They want to get their families involved. And they're like, hey, I helped out uh, with this project. Now, can you help me? I'm like, shit, no problem, man. Let's go. Let's get her done. You know, let's let's get on it, man. You know, so to have that type of mentality is kind of a stretch. You know, it, it is hard to do. But um, just judging by the way Queen Elizabeth ran a country um, for 70 years and told people how to do things, it's like, hey, if that old lady could do that, man, shit, what's our excuse? You know, we don't need to be you know, slacking off and depending on tribal government and free handouts to get the things that we want, we're never going to get them. And, you know, somehow there are these people who, who complain about money, but yet they're driving around brand new trucks. They're driving, they're pulling uh new horse trailers, livestock trailers, flatbed trailers. They're bringing uh, mobile homes to their yard of, you know, where they live, their area, their territory. They got, you know, fancy horses, all the materialism that exists today that we invest in to, you know, give us a self of pride, um, a sense of pride or either a sense of worth, you know, that all that put together, that's where I kind of see us heading off in that direction. And, you know, so far that is not working out for us at all as a tribe, you know, just being materialistic what are we going to do with all this stuff, you know? And Queen Elizabeth, you know, as of as of right now, um, they're not going to have her funeral for about two weeks. So maybe I'll do an update, uh, the podcast on that in two weeks. But she, you know, she was royal. She had a crown. She had a scepter. She had, um, you know, diamonds and rubies and pearls and gold and all this stuff but she can't take it with her you know the best that can be done for her is give her fancy clothes to be buried in very expensive casket uh prestigious location but that's about it you know there's going to be you know millions of mourners of you know her legacy and you know it's going to leave a big hole in those that, um, you know, I guess pretty much loved her, you know, in, in her country. So anyways, all that is where I think, you know, Navajo politicians could definitely learn how to conduct themselves, you know. And yeah, if you're going to steal money, steal it with style, basically. And it's, it's like, well, how do you do that? 
And I'm like, pick your chin up, you know, pick your head up, stick your, your chest out a little bit, straighten your posture, walk with confidence, eat with confidence, talk with confidence, be confident. And, you know, maybe hopefully in some way right there, hopefully they don't become too ignorant with their nose up in the air, but hopefully they will be able to kind of say, you know what? I don't want to steal the money. I like the way people are treating me. Um, yeah, maybe there's another way I can get help out my community without having to steal money. Uh, if I steal the money, it's just going to be for me. I'll get investigated. People will look at me ugly and, um, well, I could run for office again or maybe another department, but I don't like the feeling of knowing that people are going to be talking about me behind my back, judging me on this one time where I stole the money because I could. So, you know, that is where I'm really hoping that they could find that way to talk to each other uh, and talk to the public, talk to other people and basically let them know, you know, we're, I'm a Navajo vet, not veteran. Ah, there I go again. I'm a Navajo politician, so I need to really conduct myself like as if I was Navajo royalty, you know, just just kind of bringing up their morale to make them want to try better, do better, you know. So basically, that's pretty much what I wanted to say about, you know, res politician duties, you know, the duty, just make sure you do your job in a royal way. <laughs> so anyways... Um, this is probably a subject we can visit again later on down the road. But now, let's go uh, jump on to the last segment of the night. This one will be number six, which hasn't happened in a while. This one is Changing of Times. 